At Athletic Brewing Company, we've built America's first craft non-alcoholic brewery. We've created a lineup of award-winning non-alcoholic beers. Our beers are made with organic grains and start at only 50 calories. Athletic beers are perfect for anyone who loves being healthy and active, but also loves to enjoy great tasting beer with friends. To give us a try, go to athleticbrewingcompany.com and use code ATHLETIC20 for 20% off your first order. We all know what comes with being a fan, the ups, the downs, and everything in between. Share a Coke with a friend. Coca-Cola, the official beverage of the Columbia Lions. Welcome back. It's Morningside Hoops podcast. I'm Kyle Matrician, joined here in my introduction by my trusty co-hosts, Matt Sugum and Aaliyah Funchell. Aaliyah, you like trusty, I know. Yep. Very. <laughs> that, it makes me sound so official. I love it. You are. It. Very trusty. Matt, are you going to stick with us, you think? I'm trusty, <laughs> yes. I'll, I'll, be, uh, I'll be here. I'll You'll be, be here, here for the long haul. <laughs> Uh, we've got quite an episode lined up this week. We're going to talk with Eddie Turner from the men's basketball team. I'm going to take a backseat during that interview. And Mike Kowalski, who has much more knowledge on the men's basketball team than I do, is going to sit in and talk to Eddie along with Aaliyah and Matt. And then following that interview, we're going to be joined by Team España. They're going to come <laughs> in, Mary Labone and Noah Comesanya. Uh, a sophomore on the women's basketball team is Mary, and a first year on the women's basketball team is Noah. You may have remember Noah because Aliyah and I spoke with Noah earlier this season when uh, we had her and Kitty Henderson on the podcast, and it was you know I think Trivalia that was like the week after Trivalia debuted. And yes, it was a crazy episode. We put them head to head, and it yeah. was it got intense. So we had to have Noah come back. Yeah, I don't know if we're gonna do Trivalia this week. Well, you have to stick around and find out. But I'm sure the conversation with Noah and Mary will be. Fun as will the conversation with Eddie Turner. But before we get started, guys, let's let's chat a little bit about the basketball action from the past weekend. The women went to Harvard and came away with a 72-64 victory to move to 2-0 in the Ivy League. Uh, I think they knew they were going to be a little rusty going into that game, just like they were against Yale, because they with the cancellations and the postponements uh, when they when they went to Harvard, it was it was their second game in a span of 32 days since you know that they played so they definitely had the first half rust but there they were again in the second half they've been a second half team all year and they built that lead in the third quarter and then you know really found their offense in the fourth quarter I think oh hey I'm just gonna pop in I know no you're I, my I name. know I was saying Aaliyah yeah you knew yeah you knew. I knew just that telepathy we have now yes it is um but I think my favorite thing about that game in particular just seeing how with this team on any given day, anyone could be the leader of rebounds, points, whatever it may be. And so I love seeing Hannah Pratt step up and have a big game and just like seeing how deep the bench really is and how effective it can be. I, I love seeing that. Nicole Stevens. Yes. Uh, I mean, that was a very close game near the end of the third quarter. And then it was an 18 to three run that the Lions put together between the spanning the end of the third quarter. And then they scored the first or nine of the first 11 points of the fourth quarter wow. with three threes. As we said, it could be anybody on any night and this team, you know, they have a lot of shooters on this team. Carly Rivera hit one, Sienna Durr hit one on the next possession and Hannah Pratt hit the third three on the third possession. All of a sudden it was a 14 point game. Harvard made a run. They made a 10-to-1 run to get it back to five, but then Nicole Stevens, who we just mentioned, hit a huge momentum-changing three with the score 55-50 and Harvard pulling close. Nicole Stevens hit a huge momentum-shifting three and then later hit another one to put it back to a 10-point game wow. in the final couple minutes and really put the game away. So as you said, Aaliyah, what's really exciting about this team is it doesn't have to be one player that has to score the points. Yes, Abby Shue had 21 points in that game, and she was phenomenal, went on to be Ivy League Player of the Week, 8 of 11 from the field, 5 of 7 from 3, had 9 rebounds, 2 blocks, 3 assists, wow. kind of did a little <laughs> bit of everything in that game for the Lions, but she wasn't the only one who, who did a lot mm -hmm. in that game. Uh, and the men's basketball team was in action at home on Saturday. 
Uh, Harvard, a very high-scoring game, entertaining game to be at, I'm sure. I was not be there, but I know Matt Sugum was. And Aaliyah, you were there, too. I sure was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, Matt, we're going to have you kind of chime in about the men's game a little bit. Harvard came away with a 91-82 win. It was a close game, as we mentioned, at halftime, 44-41. Uh, Columbia maybe just couldn't ever really get over the hump there in the second half. Yeah, it was a good uh, balanced uh, effort offensively um, for, for the team. But like you just mentioned, they couldn't really get over the hump there. You know, they, they, they had kept it close at half. It was a three-point game. And then there was a couple times there late in the second half with about, you know, 10 minutes left and six, five minutes left where they're getting it to nine, eight points. And, and you know, they just never got that shot and never got that stop to really uh, get it back to a close game. Uh it's definitely a bit, I think, a, a bit more of a challenge uh, playing in an empty arena, uh, especially for, you know, a younger team, freshmen, sophomores, or first-year sophomores, you know, needing to create their own energy. Um, so I think that's, you know, something going forward that, you know, hopefully we'll have fans back and that won't be an I- issue soon. Um, but uh, otherwise, I think it's just a, a young team kind of learning uh, how to kind of come together and, and win Ivy League basketball games, you know, as a team. I, I think that's r- really um, what it comes down to is, you know, kind of executing the coach's game plan based off of, you know, who they're playing that given given day. And Eddie Turner, who we're going to talk to later, or who you guys are going to talk to later, had 13 points and five assists in that game. And like like you just mentioned, guys like Geronimo Rubio de la Rosa, guys like Liam Murphy. I mean, there's guys on this team that are getting their first Ivy League experience. And I think what people saw opening weekend at Princeton and Penn will give people like a lot of promise for this team uh, this season to – like, like like I said, don't sleep on them, and I think they're gonna take their they're gonna take some licks during Ivy League play here. But definitely a talented team, a talented young roster is dangerous on any night against anybody. Mm-hmm. Right, I, I think you know, kind of like I mentioned earlier in the year that they're a year or two behind of where the women's program is, just be based on what you just mentioned, the roster uh, of you know being you know a experience young team of the that roster. hasn't been yeah that hasn't hasn't really done this before, and the only way. Uh, you get experiences through experience, and you know COVID had a, had a big part to do with that. I mean, you're, you're it's when you have both your first years and sophomores being, uh, you know, getting their first experience. That's uh, it's going to be hard, and then you're getting the wrench thrown in of games being canceled and rescheduled and all that. So it's been uh, it's been a bit of a, a wonky uh, wonky way to start the Ivy League play for sure. And speaking of games getting uh, canceled or postponed, we do want to mention for those listeners listening to our podcast this week that obviously this past Monday, uh, the men's and women's basketball games against Cornell were postponed. The women were supposed to play uh, Cornell here uh, in New York and the men were traveling up to Ithaca. But with that winter storm that was barreling through the Northeast uh, Sunday night into Monday, obviously, you know, in terms of snow accumulation, not a ton around the New York City area, but you have to take into consideration the fact that Cornell's women were going to have to travel from Ithaca to get down here, and our men were going to have to travel up to Ithaca and somehow get back, and they wound up with about a foot, foot and a half of snow up in Ithaca. So obviously a wise decision to postpone that game. Uh, the women's game uh, will be uh, played right here Thursday night, so... But the only a three-day, you know, kind of delay in the women's game, but they're going to play here Thursday night against Cornell at 5 p.m. The men's game at Cornell uh, still TBD on a date and time for that rescheduling, but it definitely will happen. So that being said, I think we're going to head to break, and when we come back, we're going to uh, you guys are going to be joined with Mike Kowalski by Eddie Turner from the men's basketball team. Stick around. New York Presbyterian Hospital is one of the nation's most comprehensive, integrated academic health care delivery systems dedicated to providing the highest quality, most compassionate care and service to patients in the New York metropolitan area, nationally and throughout the globe. New York Presbyterian is consistently recognized as a leader in medical education, groundbreaking research, and innovative patient-centered clinical care. Ranked number one in the New York metropolitan area by U.S. News and World Report and repeatedly named to the honor roll of America's best hospitals, New York Presbyterian has 10 locations in the metropolitan area. For more information, visit nyp.org today. JAG-1 Physical Therapy is a proud partner of the Columbia Lions. With state-of-the-art rehabilitation equipment and facilities, allow us to develop a specific plan catered to each patient. 
the JAG-1 team proudly serves the tri-state area with facilities throughout Manhattan, Brooklyn, Queens, Staten Island, Westchester, Long Island, New Jersey, and Pennsylvania. We're here for you. Get back the life you love. Visit www.jag1pt.com. That's J-A-G-O-N-E-P-T.com for more information. All right, welcome back. We are here with Eddie Turner. I'm Mike Kowalski, joined by Aliyah Funchell and Matt Sugum. Uh, Eddie, w- welcome, welcome to the program. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. Good, good. Welcome back. So, uh, let's kind of jump in, uh, talk a little bit about coming back this season. We talked last year about you know all your obstacles with injuries and everything, coming and kind of feeling healthy for the first time, and um, kind of impressing the coaches when you came back and you know being the front runner to start a point guard at the beginning of the season. Um, yeah, I, I worked really hard to get healthy. Uh, I worked really hard on my skills um, over the summer. You know, I came back um, with an added element of leadership, um, passing abilities. Um, when I first came in, I really wanted to shoot my own shots. And um, I've gotten better at setting the floor, setting the table for other guys to get their shots open and to score the basketball. And so I think that was the main things that um, Coach liked, that um, he could trust me as a leader on the team. What were some of the things, you know, I think a lot of people saw on social, you know, Jamal Crawford posting a picture with you and everything, you know, talk about working with, how did that come about and what it's like working with him and kind of help how he's helped him and others have helped your game. Um, yeah. So the Seattle basketball community, so a pretty tight knit, strong community. Um, my high school basketball coach is Brandon Roy. Yep. Um, and so like working with him in high school, um, he really is a player's coach, um, player development. It really helped me in that way. Um, Jamal Crawford's always been around. Um, he hasn't been in the NBA as of late, so he's always been at every workout. You know, so he just texts my phone, like, "Hey, come work out here, um, come work out there." Basically, you know, he sees someone has talent and someone wants to get better. You know, he'll take his experience and he'll invite you out to pretty much play basketball every single day. And um, another guy that I really look up to is Isaiah Thomas. Um, in high school, he really took a liking to me because um, he liked that I was really aggressive with the basketball and um, that I was going to postgraduate school in Connecticut, which he also did. And mm-hmm. so uh, he actually gave me a pair of Kobe Bryant's um, now that they're not selling Kobe's. Yeah. Um, I don't know when I'll pull them out. <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe in the Ivy League tournament. <laughs> That's a good time to b- break them out. Um, and then also um, I played for Avery Bradley's AAU team. And so um, over the years, he's actually shown me some defensive tips. And so just the entire – Seattle basketball community is just like really strong. Um, you know, I've played with four or five guys that are in the NBA now. Uh, Kevin Porter Jr., CJ LB with the Portland Trailblazers, uh, Jalen Noel, Jaden McDaniels. Um, I played against DeJounte Murray, who's having a breakout year this year. Um, but like, we're all really tight knit. Uh, like, once you're inside of the club or the secret society then you know yeah it, it's all access like it, it when you're rattling off all these names i don't know for Aliyah and matt too like it's surprising how did they let the sonics leave leave <laughs> seattle like i i don't under i don't understand <laughs> um i'm not sure i was really young at the time I <laughs> so uh i was just i just saw it on the news one morning and then <laughs> they were there gone. I was. i've only been i've only been to one supersonics game when they actually played brandon roy and the trailblazers so mm-hmm. it wasn't too much to miss what's it like in coach up by an nba player as a high schooler um i think gives you the ultimate confidence um because he his style was more of um we're just going to develop you guys to be good basketball players to make decisions for yourself um and other coaching styles is we're going to run an offense and the offense is going to set everything up and so um once you really gain his trust he really um gave you a green light so You've had five guys on the court with green lights playing playing together and playing in sync. And so it was the most fun I've ever had. And uh, what's something other than just your skills that you developed working out with these guys that you think you took away and apply the most to the game, kind of like the big picture takeaways learning from these NBA players? Uh, just humble humbleness. Um, you know, when you're coming up in high school, if you have some success at, at any level, you start to uh, get big-headed or you start to thinking that you're really good. And then, well, you're right there, you know, guarding Jamal Crawford in a live game, you know, right there. Um, even in the summer when we played against this team, we lost this team by like eight points, but scored 35 points in that game. You know, they don't really take it easy on us and they really want us to get better. So just staying humble 
and um, just the ability to come back the next day after you had a bad day or you got scored on by 30 points. You guys are pros, but, you know, sometimes it can be demoralizing. And just the ability to just come back the next day and start fresh and just keep trying again is something that I developed from working with these guys. Going off basketball, I'm looking at your bio. It's a personal question. It says one of two sets of twins in your family. One, I guess, tell me about your twin. And then who are the other sets of twins? Do you have, like, twin brothers and sisters as well? Or is that somebody else in the family? Oh, well, I have a lot more than two twins in my family. I have two sets of twins in my household. So okay, wow. okay, yeah. So we got we got to break this down for a second. <laughs> uh, me so, and my twin sister, um, we're the youngest. Okay. Of five. Um, her name's Imani. You know, she's just like literally like the girl version of me, one of my best friends. Like, I'm really close to her. We're like really close. Um, then my older brother and sister are twins, Donnie and Donisha. Um, and they're just the same. They're really close. And they're about, they're 26 now. Me and my sister are 21. And then um, my grandmother, who um, passed away, she's actually a twin. And then my grandfather is actually a twin, um, and my cousins are twins. Oh man! And wow, <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah, so. a lot of twins. Parent parents have their hands full, I guess, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Do you have that like twin intuition? Like, do you know when something's like wrong with your sister, and vice versa? Like, do you have that? Yeah, like get like buzzer in my arm or something. <laughs> uh, we we tried we tried we would like to think so, um, but like we communicate so much that like. If something's going on, like we can tell, and we wouldn't really need to have the like extra senses because we just <laughs> yeah. communicate so much. Yeah, yeah. It says you're an architecture major. So, yeah, yeah. W- what are we trying to do? Uh, I guess post grad. Um, my lifelong dream is to be a real estate developer. Okay. Um, high end real estate developer. Um, but at the beginning of my career, I'll work probably on Wall Street. Um, just doing commercial real estate at a bank or a private equity firm. Um, but I fell in love with architecture just through the different jobs I've had coming up. My dad owned the painting company. And then um, more recently during the pandemic, as mm-hmm. we talked before, I, I did construction laboring. Okay. And okay. so um, it was like a lot of design. It was custom work. And so um, the owner of the company allowed me to do some design. And then that's how I fell in love with architecture. But um, as I've been studying it, it's kind of the study of relationships between people and how buildings facilitate relationships, power dynamics, and um, inclusion and exclusion and that's just something I'm really interested in. Do you feel like a lot you're the only architecture major maybe in all of the athletics department. <laughs> I don't know if there's another one. Do you feel like you're having like a little bit of a different experience, especially this year now that you're able to focus more on your major than your teammates and like how is that that interact how is that different for you, do you feel like? Uh I definitely think we're having um different experiences um because there there really is no assessments. Um, there's really just projects, you know, they'll give you a project at the beginning of the semester and then at the end of the semester, you turn it in. So um, while my teammates would have exam weeks and stuff like that, I would just be working on projects. But um, more often than not, staying up later. And so, like, I think it's consistently just a lot of work instead of just pockets of tests and exams and stuff like that. But the department's really small. So I've come to have a lot of friends because since the first architecture class, I pretty much have the same people in every mm-hmm. single every single class. Have you one more thing before we let you guys jump in? But oh. um, do you feel like you're kind of is your routine different than it was in your first couple of years now, like managing basketball and school now, or is it still kind of the same? Um, I think it's a, a lot different now. Definitely, um, I think the the pockets of time where I'm most creative, which is what it takes. Um, mm-hmm. to like really produce because you're pretty much producing things out of thin air. Um, it's probably between 12 a.m. and 7 a.m. So like I do a lot of work from 12 to 4 a.m. and like 7 to 10 a.m. Mm-hmm. Um, versus earlier in um, earlier in my Columbia career, I would be having classes at 10 and I would like have everything during the day, whereas I do a lot of my homework during the nighttime now. Wow. When do you sleep now? <laughs> uh, I'll sleep probably like three hours here um three hours there try to get seven like individually mm-hmm. um and try not to take naps i uh, try to maximize every hour wow <clears throat> how would you classify your designing style then for the architecture um i think i'm a really symmetrical designer um a lot of the things well we have like fancy computers and stuff now and so you can actually like create half of the design and then mirror it across um but like i'm really interested in like box shaped designs 
Um, I'm not too literate in the curvatures and coutures and things like that, but um, that's something that my teachers have been pushing me to get better at and learn at. What's it like having New York City as your kind of playground to walk around and see different types of architecture? Um, I think it's amazing because um, a lot of times in our in our classes, we would take a site. So like my first class, we had to build the um, low steps from like, just here's your 3D design. And then, then as a class, we had to design it together. Um, and then in my last class, we actually did, we went to the Museum of Natural History and we actually took out a piece of the museum and we had to add our own iteration to it. And so just having these um, historic buildings, these famous buildings makes it more interesting. Okay, so two questions then. Favorite piece of architecture on Columbia's campus and favorite piece of architecture in New York City? Uh, my favorite piece of architecture on Columbia's campus would probably be the Milstein Center. Okay. Uh, just like the open openness of it from the outside where you can see through it in glass. Like I really like how it illuminates in the nighttime. Like even if you're walking out of, out of Dodge and you just like look across and it's, it's like there, you can like see in, it's like so intimate. Um, in New York City... I would have to say uh, I like Columbus Circle um, a lot, mm -hmm. just the circulation. Uh -huh. um, it's not super linear, like just straight forward and back. Um, the, it just allows people to move around and interact with each other in different ways. And the walking patterns are different. And so I'm interested in that. Very cool. That I mean, so cool. yeah, I guess try to, tr to try to transition. Is there anything in architecture or vice versa basketball how does it correlate how does basketball correlate to your love of architecture and vice versa how does that relationship work um ever since i've played basketball um i've always tried to develop myself as a unique basketball dribbler um so even when i practice dribbling um i wouldn't do like drills or traditional methods of learning how to dribble the basketball i would um walk up and down the streets and like have live people that weren't even my defenders. Like I would like recruit them to be my defenders <laughs> as I'm walking by them and to learn new moves that way. Um, and I think that really, I try to be as creative as I can and try to bring that creativity to organized basketball. Um, and I think that is something that I do with architecture because obviously there's rules, there's you know city planning guidelines and things like that. And you wanna incorporate structure with creativity. So that's why. Um, I think they connect and they help each other. Yeah. I was going to say, do they correlate in the sense of like how you have to see things and see like as a guard, you have to see the whole court. And then for architecture, you kind of have to see the whole building and the whole block and, and how everything's going to look. Uh, yeah. Just like um, it, it teaches you to think um, there's different frameworks of thinking, like even like a set of stairs. Um, it may look beautiful and it may like create an aesthetic that um, is drawn to a lot of people. But if it's an environment where there's disabled bodies, um, there's older people, there's people with injuries, um, or people walking up and down stairs too much, then it actually goes as a negative effect on the people that are actually experiencing the architecture. So sometimes uh, if you're playing basketball, um, some guy may get hot or we, we may be on a cold streak or even a hot streak, um, but having to weave in coach's game plan to keep the structure of the game going and to think far ahead of just these two minutes where someone is hot is important because if we lose sight of coach's game plan, um, then things won't go as well as they can. Is there a professional athlete that you look up to that kind of has the same philosophy as you that's also very creative but also very tuned in with basketball and their love of whatever else they do? Um, I, don't, I, don't think I, I don't think I look up to too many um, athletes. Um, but I look up to this guy named Ben Carson, um, who's a famous neurosurgeon. Mm -hmm. um, I just like the fact that um, he just kept pushing, just kept pushing himself, pushing himself. And um, he actually ended up being top of his class versus when he was in fifth grade. And he was technically the least smart person in his class and got mm -hmm. the lowest grades. Um, so I kind of um, have an affinity for those type of stories. Um, mm -hmm. And I just think that everyone's story is different. But the framework of hard work and perseverance is something that um, really I'm connected with. Now we'll, we'll finish it out. We'll talk a little bit about the team. Uh, how do you feel like 
you your three Ivy League games in so far. How do you feel like the team's progressing and adjusting to conference play? Um, I think I think we're realizing um, that we're realizing our strengths and weaknesses, um, and we have more time to prepare versus um, in the preseason where you have you may have one day to prepare for a team or three days to prepare for a team. Um, so we're paying attention a lot to the details um, more than we could have because we just have more time, but also realizing that the other teams have more time to um, prepare for us. So um, really being relentless about our game plan is um, really important because um, sometimes, like even in the Harvard game, they tried to deny us out on the three-point line, take away our offense. Um, but it's like so important for us to be relentless and say we're just going to keep doing our offense, keep doing our offense, and keep following the game plan when sometimes other opportunities may open up. Um, it, it may not be the best thing down the road. So uh, we're just realizing how important coach's game plan is for us and how important execution is down the line. Throughout the season, there's been a lot of kind of starts and stops with COVID and everything like that. And then you're, you're also having to manage injuries on top of, you know, COVID, things like that. What's it been like from a practice standpoint, just trying to like, with, especially with such a young team, trying to keep that chemistry when guys are kind of in and out on any given day? Um, I just think since we're so young, um, we have, don't have as much experience. Um, it's really important for us to practice super hard. Um, if we've had an older team full of juniors and seniors, um, like in the past, we we may have could have taken it a little bit easier in practice to prevent injuries or prevent overuse injuries. Um, but like since we have such a young team, we don't have any experience. It's so important to gain that experience in practice for us. So um, nothing really changes if we have all 17 guys or if we just have 10. Um, like we're we're all practicing like relentlessly hard. What's it like bouncing? The schoolwork now getting back into a, a semester you guys had the month off where it's really just playing basketball and now especially for the younger guys i guess they kind of went through finals but in preseason play but now i have a league player you're, you're on the weekend you're on the road for half the weekends what's it like getting back to that kind of work-life balance with school and basketball um i mean i personally don't believe in work-life balance <laughs> and so um so like i'm super excited to get back to school um to really focus on learning um and maximizing the opportunity here at Columbia. So um, like I, I study anytime that I'm not playing basketball and I'm playing basketball anytime I'm not studying. Um, but for some of the younger guys who aren't as experienced with such a high workload, um, sometimes they can get burned out. Um, but practice actually makes it a lot easier for all of us to just give us that time away from the classroom and to be recharged and refreshed when we come back. I, w I was gonna say now more than ever as practice and, and games Almost like a reprieve, especially when, you know, first couple weeks classes are going to be on Zoom. You have to be in a mask everywhere in Columbia, whereas basketball is like probably like the most normal thing that you've been doing the last two years. Uh, we just love basketball. Like, we just love it. Like, even if things were going well, like basketball would make it even better. So um, we just really enjoy being able to play no matter what the circumstances are because we got a whole season taken away from us. And so we just come in every day and just try to maximize every day. Before we let you go, let's talk a little bit. You know, what are some keys going into this weekend's game against Brown? Um, you're going to have a whole week to kind of prepare for them. There's no back-to-back. -back. This is the only game on the slate, so your entire focus can go on the Bears. Um, yeah, so our, our focuses are really on ourselves. Um, we just believe that we're talented enough if, if we get back on transition defense, if we stop the ball, we rebound the basketball, and we execute, that we have a good shot at winning. Um, but – most of our most of our game plan, you know, we learned that most of our game plan doesn't need to change um, team to team because we realize that um, our principles that our coaches are teaching us actually works. And um, if we execute them, we get the result that we wanted. Perfect. All right, we'll let you go. Uh, thanks for joining us today. Kyle will be back with a women's interview right after this. At Athletic Brewing Company, we've built America's first craft non-alcoholic brewery. We've created a lineup of award-winning, non-alcoholic beers. Our beers are made with organic grains and start at only 50 calories. Athletic beers are perfect for anyone who loves being healthy and active, but also loves to enjoy a great-tasting beer with friends. To give us a try, go to athleticbrewingcompany.com and use code ATHLETIC20 for 20% off your first order. We all know what comes with being a fan, the ups, the downs, and everything in between. Share a Coke with a friend. Coca-Cola. 
the official beverage of the Columbia Lions. All right, welcome back to this week's episode of the Morningside Hoops podcast. I'm Kyle Matrician, joined for this segment by my co-hosts, Aaliyah Funchell and Matt Sugum, and we're now talking with the women's basketball team. We have our first returning podcast guest of the season joining us today. <laughs> we had such a rating spike the last time she was here, <laughs> so we told her she had to come back. Uh, from Vigo, Spain, it's Noah Comesanya, a first year in Barnard College. Noah, thanks for, thanks for coming back. <laughs> thanks for calling me back. Yeah, of course. You, as soon as you got the call, you were like, yeah, I'm in. I'm in. Of course. Yes, I'm in. Uh, you're kind of like our international guest host, you know, because we had you and Kitty on last yeah. time. So now you brought another international guest with you today. Uh, it's Mary Lobone from Valencia, Spain, a sophomore at Bar- also at Barnard College, uh, 6'1 forward who attended Caxton College. Uh, Mary, I like to give, you know, we, we, we talked about Noah the last time she was here, so we're going to focus on you a little bit more, which I'm sure will make you even more comfortable. Oh, yeah, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for taking the time out of your busy schedule. Uh, but Mary, just some interesting facts on Mary. You're gonna have to help me say this. How do you Cannes, France? Is that how you say it? Cannes, yeah. Yes, that's exactly what I said. <laughs> uh, to help with the environmental conf- uh, conservation uh, at the beaches and provided academic support for children in neighborhoods where they lacked parental figures or economic stability. So, what year did you do that? That was when you were in high school. Um, yeah, actually, that was 2018, okay. um, before COVID. Uh, so I was able to travel to France, um, the Blue Coast, and just do some voluntary work, uh, brush up on my French. And it's actually really cool because it was uh, the year of the World Cup, the soccer oh, World Cup. Oh, yeah, yeah. In Europe, we take soccer seriously. Uh, I take soccer seriously. <laughs> I love soccer. I don't. I'm sorry. And they but don't call it soccer. Come on. Yeah, football. football. Yeah. But um, yeah, it was really cool because actu- actually France won that uh, World Cup. Yeah. So like all the atmosphere was crazy and all the people were just like really excited to be around. So. Nice. How is how is your French? Um, it's, it's getting better. Yeah. Um, I saw you and Noah earlier this season working on some French homework yeah. when we were, what was that trip? Was that we Lafayette or was that the tournament? I think it was the tournament, the Christmas yeah, tournament. Yeah. The Christmas so. tournament over at Lehigh. Yeah. yeah. I, I hadn't spoken French since that 2018 trip, so I was a bit rusty, but, um, yeah, we took some She's French. Lying. She's lying. She can <laughs> I'm actually better at French than her. She's I, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> we got the same grades. So. Nah, but I, I speak you better. I speak you better. Um, nice. This could be, uh, even more multilingual of a podcast today. Oh yeah. <laughs> I don't think any of my co-hosts know anything. I mean, don't. Matt. Yeah, no habla español. <laughs> no no uh, francés. Maybe no. un poco. Un poco? No? I know. Puedo ir al baño, por favor. That's what I remember how to... Puedo ir al baño, yes. That's about all I got from high school. Yeah. You know, I always say whenever I uh, talk to somebody that knows Spanish, you know, I'm like, I took it for six or seven years through middle school and high school i mean i know un poco that's yeah Paige is the same on our team she took it for like 12 years 12 years she still does not have a clue yeah <laughs> i mean well the thing it's been I mean, so it's long Paige, now it's like all of them they are taking in spanish and we try to help them yeah yeah <laughs> We well, we actually try to talk in Spanish so they can like get a bit. That of would a be sense. helpful. They hate it. They they yeah. don't let us speak Spanish. I always so. feel nervous when I go to try like if I'm around somebody who speaks Spanish and I kind of want to like practice my Spanish. I'm like I don't want to speak Spanish. Cause I probably think I'm an idiot. No, <laughs> we pr- I mean honestly, I would, but I would still <laughs> try. Like Mary's told me before. Mary's told me before. I'll we had a whole conversation <laughs> about no bueno. She's like no bueno, no. That's <laughs> no. What did you tell me when I said that? Do you remember? Uh, no. You said, as soon as I hear somebody say no bueno, I automatically think American. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> true, true. <laughs> well, it's just something you wouldn't say. It's yeah, you would say uh, mal or muy mal. Yeah, yeah. there you go. Instead You're getting better. No bueno. There you go. I remember Learning. you said that. Now I know. I told all my buddies. I told my whole Spanish group. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but maybe uh, a little more uh, fun facts about Mary. Finished sixth in Spain in the Mathematics National Competition Pangea in 2019. So we're going to have to have her talk about that. (laughs) And uh, has also won other academic awards, including the Gold Award in the Senior UK Math Challenge, UKMT, in 2020. So Mary, not only can you speak multiple languages, but you seem to be good at math. Yeah, I mean, it's my major, so I would hope so. Oh. (laughs) 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 Um, But yeah, I just... 
I love math. It was one of my favorite subjects in school. Nice. Actually, favorite, I will guess I'd say one of the ones I least despised. Um, okay. <laughs> you don't have a favorite, just mm, the least, least yes. despised. You know what it is from? I am a math person. Mm-hmm. I feel like you're either like math-brained or like english brain mm-hmm, definitely my not english wa- for me <laughs> not, <laughs> not english language sorry okay. math brain or language no brain. it's neither <laughs> <laughs> math is my major too math is your major too yeah oh well we're both double majoring so well, we're not well let's get into that what do you <laughs> well i've got some now we've just hit like three different sections here let's <laughs> let's sorry, let's Kyle, sorry. sorry no no you're good you're good <laughs> we're gonna hone in first on the national competition in Spain, Pangea 2019. Explain to us what that is. Yeah, it's just like a national championship where they give us just like a bunch of problem sets and all the kids our age have to just like submit it. And like we all do it at a certain time, like all around uh, Spain. So yeah, I just went. I wasn't expecting much from it because um, actually our teacher forced us to do it. I was just like not feeling it, but she was just like. Most high school kids have to be forced to do these things. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I just went, did it. It was actually turned out well. I went to the second and third round and uh, ended up six. I don't know how, but yeah. So were you yeah. like figuring out these problems like in a like in a competition hall? You know what I mean? Yeah. So it was like um, it was like a room filled with like fifty kids. Okay. We all just had like our separate desk. Kind of like the SAT. I don't know. If I remember the SAT. Amazing. Except <laughs> nightmares. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, as really, I stare really all this. <laughs> <laughs> really struck a chord with Matt. <laughs> Just appeared deep into his soul over here. <laughs> uh, but do you remember the championship question? Um, it was actually it was actually kind of fun. It was a uh, guessing the number of bricks um in a building. Well, okay. This was just like estimation. Okay. So it was kind of nice. Yeah. I got pretty close, so I, I'll say I, ha- I was happy with that. So they, like, showed you a picture of a building? Oh, uh, no, they gave you the dimensions. They gave you the dimensions of the building, and they told you what the dimensions of the bricks were? Um, No, they didn't. You had to guess that. And also, they, w- they didn't, like, it wasn't a perfect square. It was, okay. like, the building was kind of, like, I L-shape. I have a brick question. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> How many bricks do you think are on College Walk? That's not where I thought oh, that was going, like but I'm so <laughs> happy <laughs> it did. I'm so happy it did. Didn't someone just count them? I yeah, like I yeah, saw that on social media. Me, yeah. 10,000, something yeah. like that. Uh, okay. so you cheated. Okay. No, they uh, didn't. Well, <laughs> so I was actually on a phone call with the people who count. They did like a video on social media over the fall yeah, well, where she like, I, I have to say. It's TikTok. It was, it was TikTok and it was staged. She didn't actually get on her hands and knees and count them all. She just <laughs> oh, staged. Fraud. But they do know how many bricks. They did, they did count the bricks. How? One by one, though, or did I they like know. mathematician? I th- no, where I, you like <laughs> I think when, it, I think when it was designed, they knew they, they have oh. the number. Do they have that data oh. still? Yeah, they still have the data from when it was designed. So, do you think 10,000 is like legit, or you think that's yeah, no, wrong? No, the, the number that they put up was correct. I think it's, it was, I think I saw 10,000. It was over 10,000. Over? Okay. I think, right? I don't know. I'll have to ask her. A lot of bricks. We'll bring it back. It was a TikTok, so we can go back to it. Wow. But anyway, I was going to say before, I am uh, I'm like a math person, mm-hmm. you know. So, like, when you guys are on the court, statistics in my head, you know, like shooting percentages and stuff. <laughs> Can't really. I'm just like <laughs> 5 for 7, 71.4%. You oh, know what damn. I mean? In your head? <laughs> wow. Well, I just know, like, well, I know, like, the basic ones when it comes to, I guess, basketball <laughs> I percentages. That's how, that. that's how we go shoot, 5 for 7. Five, well, that's seven why that one was in my <laughs> head today. <laughs> that's why well, that was in my head today, because as you saw, we can bring it up, Abby was the Ivy League player of the week this yeah. week. Yeah. Uh, that's you guys, my buddy. That's your buddy. Right there. You guys had a great win at Harvard to move to 2-0 and in the Ivy League. And your schedule's a little shuffled uh, now this <laughs> yeah. year because of the few cancellations, some COVID-related, some weather-related. And I shouldn't say cancellations or postponements. But now you'll play uh, right here Thursday night against Cornell. That was the game that's supposed to be played Monday, and that was postponed because of the weather. Uh, so Noah, I'll start with you. Looking forward to uh, getting back out there and uh, some Ivy League, some Ivy League basketball. Yeah, after being off the court, like my concussion, COVID, and everything. Yeah, you yeah. were going through it. You were going through <laughs> yeah, it. Noah was going through it for She's a little while. No, yeah, <laughs> you got you got back out there against Harvard for a few minutes at least, right? Yeah, How long like were you out there? Five minutes. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But you were back out there. Yeah, I know. I'm excited for being back. <laughs> also, yeah. I took care of her when she had COVID, so she okay. good teammate. Yeah. She cooks for nice. me all the time. <laughs> so she did. What do we cook? I mean, that's nice that she cooks for you because I'm I sure know. she can make food that is, you know, makes you feel like you're home, right? Yeah. Yes and no. Probably I mean, not the same cook, ingredients, no, but we, everything was like 
Oh, Trader never mind. Joe's. You're like, no, I made mac and cheese. <laughs> uh, but we can <laughs> pretend. Mac and <laughs> Not mac and cheese. We, we spiced it up. We had some uh, rice and broccoli, chicken, okay. some dumplings. We had everything. We made a <laughs> lot of pancakes. That was a, <laughs> yeah, that was a go-to. <laughs> pancakes. Do you put any cool, nice things in the pancakes? We had like treats? banana chocolate chip. Okay. Yum. Banana chocolate chip pancakes. Good. We had some blueberry pancakes on the last hotel trip. What did you feel about oh, the blueberry no. pancakes? No. No, not it. No? Yeah. I mean, I, I wanted to believe they were chocolate chip even knowing, looking at them. <laughs> like, yeah. I knew they were blueberry, but I was trying to trick my mind and being like, these are chocolate chip Did pancakes. it work? <laughs> and I at least ate them. <laughs> no, I did. <laughs> it worked a little oh, bit. Oh, me neither. <laughs> but uh, tell us, uh, you know. What else do you guys do? I mean, I'm sure you two hang out a bunch, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, is it, it's got to be nice, Mary, uh, to have somebody else on the team like Noah, who's also from Spain, because I feel like you guys can kind of bond, like talk about home, like yeah, things like that. Definitely. Um, last year, because I was here on my own, I really felt like the loneliness. But like this year, I just feel like I told this to her and it's uh, a quote like I wrote in her present, her Christmas present. Um, but like. I've been feeling very homesick lately, and Noah just feels like home. Like, Aww. so like I just <laughs> whenever I'm feeling homesick, I just like hang out with her, speak in Spanish, just like share some like funny stories, and uh, I don't know. I just I just feel like really enjoy myself when when I'm with her. So, no, I'm gonna cry. <laughs> <laughs> no, what do you have to say back to that? Mm, <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. No, she already knows. She already yeah. knows. No, no, no. She's been so helpful here. I told you, I think, like the the other time I came here, that she is so helpful and she's one of my best friends here. I'm like, yeah, I love her. <laughs> did you guys know each other back in Spain, or did yeah, you? Yeah, I actually hated her back in Spain. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, why? <laughs> well, you look like such a bad person. Like, I'm oh, <laughs> oh, oh wow. No, no, it's not me. It's my teammates. <laughs> Yeah, well, we went to the national championship, like the basketball competition, and uh, is it like AAU or like high school or, oh or no, what's it? No, it's like we play with the same club for the whole year. Okay. So at the is end of the year, like a couple teams from each region like congregate all in the same spot, and we all just play each other. So we shared like hotel, so okay. we were in the same hotel, oh, okay. and I was like really rivalry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm actually I was really close with one of her teammates. Um, <laughs> But <laughs> it's just that she did not look nice. So no, yeah, I was not there. We yeah. talk about Anyways, this a lot of times. She, she was also really I good. I was not the mean one. <laughs> she was also really good. So, like, that also adds to the yeah. So then you were like, oh, this girl. <laughs> no, honestly, I don't know if it's just a girl thing, but some of my best friendships started at, like, first it's like, oh, I thought you hated me when I first met you. I don't know if it's just yeah, a girl thing, God. but I understand That's what you're so talking true. about. Yeah. yeah. But now they're, like, some of my closest friends. And I swear, like, she hated me when I first met her. Like, stuff like that. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Look how far we've come. Mm. Huh? <laughs> Is this with when you were with uh, Valencia Basket Club? Yeah. Is this? And then, Noah, which team did you play for? I was in Celta. Say that one more time for me. Celta de Vigo. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, that exactly. one. That one. <laughs> Celta right. for you. That one. Did you guys play? So did you play each other in like yeah. the third National point? Championship Don't game? It sounds like. Yeah, yeah, let's talk who about won? it. Who won? Yeah, well, it sounds like I, d- I <laughs> think we know who won. <laughs> 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 we don't want to talk <laughs> yes, about it. Yes, we're talking about it. We played for s- fifth and sixth uh, place like the last day. Okay. Um, And we actually beat them by pretty like 20, 10, I don't 15 points. A lot of points. Um, she was out here almighty saying that they no, were gonna. No, we gave up. Let me. Okay, is that, that good culture? <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> I know it's not. But yeah, we had lost the day before by like two in like this, the last second. So we were like. Short term oh, so memory here in sports. Was no? that the? Was that like the like a third place game that you? No, no. No. It like would have been like the quarterfinals quarter or something. Final, oh, okay, yeah. okay, okay. So we were like defeated. Yeah. Maybe you guys like guarded each other one on one in like an international competition. We probably did. probably did. I mean, yeah. I don't remember, but we definitely did. Yeah, that's crazy. I don't remember her either. She wasn't that good. Mary, you dunked <laughs> on you dunked on Noah. Mary, that's what I'm hearing. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. Also blocked her also a couple <laughs> times. <laughs> I do have a question though. After looking through your guys' bios, both of you had offers. You had a full ride offer from where I actually went to undergrad, Wichita State. So what? made you want to come to Columbia? Like, what drew you here? Hmm. I'll definitely say um, location-wise. I was, like, um, I was also looking to some um, to go study in England because my school is a British school. So um, we they tell us to, like, go look to London and all those places. And I actually was accepted in Imperial College. 
So I was deciding between Imperial College and here in the U.S. And so, like, if I was going to come to the U.S., I wanted, like, really good school and a mm -hmm. really good place. And I felt like Wichita was, like, a good place, but it wasn't, like, the greatest that it could yeah. be. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, do you? <laughs> I, I agree. <laughs> As I'm here now. Wichita, <laughs> Kansas. Yeah. I don't know. Sure, but, I, yeah, I just felt like Columbia... Columbia was th that for me because it's just like location wise, it's in an amazing spot. And also like being able to compete at such a good level whilst mm -hmm. having such a like an amazing education. I just felt like coming here was like all for me. And also I feel like I was uh, going to be able to grow in so many different aspects because um, sports is not a big thing in like England. So I would just be there for the academics. Mm -hmm. Well, like yeah. I feel like being here, I was going to be able to grow like as a student, as an athlete and also as a person. So, yeah. Awesome. And also it's closer to home. So <laughs> a lot easier to fly back places yeah. from here than well in yeah. Kansas. I feel like yes. if you were in Wichita, you'd probably have to fly to New York to fly. Yes, yeah, so literally. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I was going to ask, what's it like being in New York as a foreigner? It's, it's, <laughs> <laughs> um, it's weird. It's, it's kind of weird. Cause it's like, you're a tourist, but you're not, but you're a local, but you're not that either. Right. Like, it's a weird mix. I feel like we just need to get used to like being here for a longer. I definitely feel feel more local than her. Yeah. I mean, you've been here for longer than me. We so anytime <laughs> anytime we go out, I'm the one who has to do like all the t guiding. Like, okay. oh, we're going here no. and but then we're going here. But that's because I'm lazy. So. Oh <laughs> 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 yeah, uh, well, the New York like, City subways <laughs> is that stressful. Like before phones, I don't know how people like yeah. looking at that yeah. map. Yeah. I could I not do a New York City subway. <laughs> so yeah. we just get the one and. That's it. Exactly. No, for the best. That's all exactly. I know. <laughs> <laughs> you don't even know the two or the three. I don't know. We don't Do you know. guys have like a place, like is there like a good food spot where you feel like mm. this is the best Spanish food in New York? We steak? haven't tried any Spanish restaurants. No, actually, yet. this was our plan for winter break, but she got COVID. So. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, we want to go to, um, we wanted to see the vessel okay. um, and then go shopping in that um, area. And then they have a like a market, a Spanish market we want to try. Where's that? Um... Hudson Yards, near the Oh, Hudson Yards, that area. Uh, yeah. okay. It's Love called that area. it's called La Nacional, but we haven't tried it. But we know it's a legit place uh, because it has like Spanish alcohol. Not that we're <laughs> gonna try it, but we know <laughs> that of if they have, you if they have Spanish alcohol, it means that like it's, it's legit. a good place. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, <laughs> speaking of home, though, I did notice after the Harvard game that you two met a friend that I'm yeah. sure you know from home, Elena Rodriguez. Uh, first year at Harvard from, I'm going to have to help me out here. <laughs> uh, I don't even want to try, but I'm going to. <laughs> Gran Canaria. Aguimes, Spain? Aguimes. It's Gran Canaria. Okay, it's yes. From yeah. Yeah. It's from the Canary Islands. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, so she's like not even part of Spain. Yeah, she's like, <laughs> she's yeah. like she, we never considered her. We actually, we went to the, she was here for spring, uh, winter Yeah, she break came to visit. Because uh, none of this no one from spain can like actually go home for like, yeah. three days not worth it so she came and we like went around new york we went to the museum of national history oh yeah national museum of american history one yeah. of those no, like you the woolly mammoth and yeah yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. and they have a they had like a world map and they actually had the canary islands in it and she was so excited because they never include them in <laughs> any map <laughs> so yeah. she was like oh my god i am represented here so yeah I mean, did you guys know her before this year? Yeah, I've gone with her to the national team, and like we are friends. Okay. So yeah. Nice. <laughs> um, did you know? Like, how long did you know her for before here? I don't know, like six years, maybe. Okay. Maybe so Mary, more. but Mary, you didn't know her that I well. played against her in a okay. national championship, so like I knew of her. Yeah. But, like. Yeah. How was she? I mean, she's obviously a good player. Plays at Harvard, right? Yeah. Yeah. Did she? Um, I forget. Did she get on the floor against Harvard? Yeah, she, played played like she got a good pass. Yeah. We were both Did very she? surprised. Yeah, she got like, a good it. Yeah. Well, it's kind of cool, right? I feel like uh, and there was an article that came out about it that uh, Jen Hatfield from The Next Row about how there's been more and more international players starting to play in the Ivy League. Mm -hmm. Do you think that's going to be like a trend that continues I to mean, grow I as the years go on? I feel like um, I feel like before uh, a lot of like international kids would come to the U.S., but they would come to teams that were worse, like not even mid-majors, because those were the only ones that would like offer them. Yeah. I feel like now that like Ivies are starting to look m out more, and I feel like the European level is getting much better. I feel like that's gonna grow. Also, like in Spain, like the majority of the population will only have heard of the Ivy Leagues. Like, okay. Yeah. If yeah. You, yeah. If you go and tell them, oh, tell me like an American school they'll be like 
oh, Harvard, Yale, and Columbia because of Gossip Girl. Like, yeah. Glad yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> that Gossip Girl's doing it for us. Yeah. Yes. Yes. It is. So. Um, <laughs> but also, like, when you – sorry, I'll let you go, Matt. I didn't mean to cut you off. But I feel like uh, New York City has got to be a big draw for yeah. international students, especially because when you tell your friends, like, oh, I'm going to New York City. Yeah, like, all my friends are my teammates. They just, like, reply to my stories, like, I can't believe you live there. And I'm <laughs> like, yeah, I can't believe it either. Yeah, so <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sometimes we don't even know we live in New York City. Yeah. We're just stuck we in just forget sometimes. Well, I mean, and then we go out and yeah. we're like, wow. I mean, we, we talked about that with some of our other podcast guests. When you're on campus, it's like you kind of have the best of both worlds where when you're on campus, you kind of don't really, I mean, you feel like you're in the city, you can see it around yeah. you, but you feel like you're in this like, almost like a park, you know, which yeah. is like Columbia's campus, like a nice park. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then as soon as you walk, uh, walk, walk off campus onto the sidewalk, it's like, bang, you're like right in the middle of uptown Manhattan and it takes you like what 15, 20 minutes on a subway to get yeah. to Midtown. So that's that's a really cool thing sorry matt what were you gonna say before well i had a couple questions uh, i guess the first one is we'll stay on new york what's like the touristy things you guys like to do in the city <laughs> Noah's gone i mean to we've been gone like we've gone to <laughs> times square like noah's going to times square for like i don't know why times. i don't even like <laughs> there's <laughs> nothing there she always ends up in no, times square yeah i mean she goes for the weekly photo shoot yeah, yeah. so the instagram story she's got to show the people Probably, yeah. yeah um i'd say museums we've gone a couple of those we also um Went to the Brooklyn Bridge. and Yeah, then, I love that. Uh, like we explored Brooklyn a bit um, and then went to the Time Out Market, which is actually pretty good. And then just like Chelsea. Yeah, we're Market. trying to like Chelsea. visit everything. You got to yeah. while you're here. I and the nice thing is that you're only a freshman and you're only a sophomore, <laughs> yeah, so you got lots of time. Yeah. But it'll fly by before you know it. I'll have I you know. on this podcast and you, Mary will be a senior and you'll be a junior. And then oh, don't say that. <laughs> then, I, then I'll be gone. I'll be gone and she won't no. know what to do with that. <laughs> do you have anything on the New York City list that you haven't done yet that you definitely still want to do? Do you just kind of plan it by I year? I mean, we definitely have some. Oh, we, oh we, uh, we had some. Have you seen a game at Madison Square Garden? Oh, yeah. Oh. I want to go to an NBA game because they went without me. Oh, yeah. We won't have to go. Who did you see? Uh, Nets versus the Thunder. Oh, you went, okay, to, you went, you to, went Brooklyn. to Brooklyn. Yeah. Good yeah. decision. Uh, because no, Kitty. You, you got to go to Madison Square yeah. Garden. Uh, Kitty knows Josh Giddy, the yeah. uh, Australian. Australian player yeah. on the Thunder. So Kitty um, knows him. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, they were friends back home. So yeah. She, so she I doesn't was tell jealous. me anything. She doesn't tell me anything. So we get some good tickets. <laughs> it we was were some like my investigative oh. reporting. Have you ever been to a hockey game live? No. I know no. hockey isn't a big sport in Spain, but the energy at a hockey game. Listen, I did not grow up really watching hockey. You go to a hockey game in person, it's like, how is this not more popular? Because the it's just constant energy the whole time you're there. Aliyah shaking her head, nodding yes. Yeah, me. I've never, I haven't been to an NHL game. I can't talk an NHL game. I haven't done that. Wichita has the Wichita Thunder, which is like a smaller team, and that's fun. I like when teams fight. <laughs> uh, and then the, the people part. in the stands are like, punch him harder. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. Like, I'm not a huge hockey fan, but I do like the game day experience. We Matt, what yeah. do you Actually, we have a to-do list, like okay. a, a team to-do list. Yeah. And we have do we? Yeah, going to a, ho- to a hockey game is one of them. It's the first thing I've yeah, heard. See yeah, see the Rangers. They <laughs> sent it to the group to like two days ago. So two go, days ago. Go to Madison Square Garden and watch the Rangers. Yes, that's, the, that's what you have to do. Okay. We're definitely we going to Madison Square Garden when the Thunder play the Knicks. Okay. So Which when is, is in Valentine's Day. Yep. Oh, when we play. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully an afternoon game and then yeah. the next play at night. <laughs> but um, but yeah, I actually want to go to um, hockey game because I have a Rangers jersey. There but, you um, go. And you were sporting a Chicago yeah, Bears. Yeah, I was gonna uh, say where where did the where is that? We just come thrifting. From. Thrifting. Yeah. thrifting is okay. Our new, our new hobby. I was gonna say that looks about as old as me. So that's. <laughs> uh, <laughs> It was very cheap, and we just, it looks good. So yeah. mm. I like I, it. I don't know if I should be a Bears fan. I've heard not good things. You probably shouldn't. Them. This isn't the time. No. <laughs> you don't want to be in New York. You yeah, Jets or probably Giants also better either. than being a Jets or Giants yes, fan, though. Yeah. You know? I do want to go to Chicago, though. I've heard it's a really cool like, I was city. just there uh, last summer. Yeah, my, uh, my in-laws are from Illinois. So very I go, cold I go to, right I go to, now. Oh, yeah. You don't want to go to Chicago right now. <laughs> no. Wait till the summer. Wait Why till do we summer. not like Chicago oh, right now? How cold it is right now, like this past weekend, it's like that for like four months in chicago nice. if not colder yeah, it's very so. cold there for new the, york's yeah. getting colder too and it's like it's ugly cold and it's not snowing so i, like wanted I to need snow. something to change right <laughs> now. i was excited for it just no oh. <laughs> i mean this is gonna be a really dumb question but i'm guessing you don't get much snow in spain right 
I don't know I'm where she's from. No. We're like from Not opposite parts of Spain. So. Okay, I guess we maybe up in the mountains. The coast, How far so are Vigo and Valencia from each Ooh. other? Like 12 hours by car. Oh, my like goodness. Like 10 hours by car. Yeah. It's like far. We love when people <laughs> just like think that we're like the same. Like yeah. Oh, you're from Spain. Like yeah. yeah, you're from Spain. You're from the same exact city. I'm like, no. <laughs> Not at all. Oh, wow. You guys couldn't be more opposite. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> Looking at a oh map goodness. right now. We just yeah. hate each other. Like. So <laughs> for, for those of us listening to the podcast and not pulling up the maps on our iPhones. It's like right about uh, Portugal there. Vigo is in the northwest of Spain, just above the Portuguese border. And then right on the coast. And then Valencia is on the complete opposite coast on the eastern end of Spain, like eastern, south, you know, probably like smack in the middle there. Mediterranean. <laughs> oh, no, I guess that's not the Mediterranean. Sea yeah, it is. It is. Well, it is, we'll but it's also considered the... What's that? The bull, bull. I'm zooming in and it keeps getting smaller. <laughs> <laughs> it's not helping me. What is it? <laughs> Balearic? The Balearic Sea. Oh, well, yeah, because um, that's where the Balearic Islands are. But oh, okay. But it's it's like, a, it's part of the Mediterranean yeah, Sea. Yeah. You would call it the Mediterranean. Yeah. Ours, okay. our, our, I think I've never our beaches are nicer. Yeah, I, that, I, that's exactly what I was going to ask. Who has a better coast? I'm sure there's going to be an argument. Okay, so mine is better overall. Yours are prettier. Oh, Mine's are better. You. Oh, she said <laughs> oh, I was waiting for it. No, mine is colder. So like the water, it's is like okay. it's like not a sea, it's an ocean. So like yeah. Well, when you go to the beach, Mary, out in sorry, you're Vigo or Valencia. <laughs> Valencia. You're Vigo. No, Mary's Vigo. No, no I'm you're, you're <laughs> Valencia. <laughs> you're Valencia. I'm the nice beach. You're yeah. the nice beach. I was gonna say no, the I'm Mediterranean the should be the nicer beach. beach. The ma- it's nicer. No, I just <laughs> it's prettier. Mine is prettier. Mine is nicer. Because it's like cool, like more functional, like, like swimming, surfing. It's like warmer. Also, yeah. Well, like the Mediterranean's got to be warmer, right? Yeah, that's why. Yeah. And then because the the ocean is going to be colder. Yeah, for sure. And then they have like all that they do like, you guys surf a lot because there's a lot of waves. Ours I, is like calmer. I don't, <laughs> but yeah, okay, <laughs> they do. They do. <laughs> no, it's just out there surfing she when she's not playing basketball. No. She's a surfer. <laughs> I would hurt myself. Like I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I'm not even gonna try. She, yeah, she would injure herself in doing any stupid thing. (laughs) I've seen you guys actually on the bus watching Formula One, F1. Mary, I heard you're a big. She likes it. Nah, that's only me and Carly. You Uh, and Carly, but are you a big F1? Yeah, me and Carly are like the biggest F1 fanatics. Like, did you make Carly an F1 fanatic? No, 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 she was before. She was before. We were both like very big fans before, and I feel like that was like our bonding thing. Like, anytime we like see each other, I'm like, oh my god, did you see the news? Like. Now there's like drama about like who won last like the championship and we're always talking about it. And it's also nice because it's kind of hard to get Carly talking about something. <laughs> but like <laughs> when I bring up F1, she's like her eyes like light up. Who's your like, driver? Um, so I'll say um, mine is Carlos Sainz because he's Spanish and Fernando Alonso. Um, but we always have this... Uh, Why are you d- saying it like, with an accent? Fernando Alonso. <laughs> 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 it's so that they understand who I'm talking about. You know? She did a nice like job Fernando of not Alonso. saying it with an accent, I thought. <laughs> um, but yeah, and Carly's a Lewis Hamilton, Hamilton fan. So okay. like, Where's Lewis like Hamilton from? I don't know any F1 He's races. from England. Okay. But he's the only black driver oh, on the grid. Oh, very so cool. Whenever we're like watching a race, um, <laughs> we're actually watching one in the bus, and Kev KD came up to us. She's like, "Is there any black drivers?" We were like, "Yeah, actually, one." And he's like, "All right, he's winning this." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, fair enough. Sounds fair enough. All right. Well, we've had Mary and Noah here long enough. We could talk <laughs> about more things, but we got to save more for the next time Noah's on a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Soon enough <laughs> for <laughs> her third for her third appearance. Well, maybe uh, maybe uh, next time we'll have Noah, Mary, and Kitty, and then it'll yeah, just be a party. We'll, we'll just be outnumbered. We need <laughs> Noah's Noah's gonna host the podcast. <laughs> She's gonna be the new. We host. need an international quiz. International quiz. Yes. Yeah, I was. I thought maybe Trivia was coming for today, for but <laughs> I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure. Well, yeah, it's okay. We'll, Lots we'll of come back. Yeah. Yeah. We'll get back. People are sitting on the edge of their seat i think i know yeah. that, well, that's, that's, that's really what blew up the last episode with noah and kitty it was they had a trivia yep yeah did you hear it you I didn't hear I it did not. i think i specifically <laughs> remember so and we took about you <laughs> i'm sorry oh noah God. you'll have to go back and listen <laughs> you'll have to go back and listen and it's gonna be 303 <laughs> people now yes <laughs> it could be but that was uh noah comisania and mary Lebon from the women's basketball team who, as we said, are in action Thursday night right here, Schiller Court at Levy and Gymnasium against Cornell. And then they will travel to Providence, Rhode Island, just two days later to take on Brown. Both of those games can be seen live on ESPN+.
And that's going to do it for another episode of the Morningside Hoops podcast. We want to thank all of our guests this week, uh, Noah Komisanya and Mary Labone from the women's team, who you just heard, as well as Eddie Turner, who joined us earlier in the episode from the men's basketball team. So Matt and Aaliyah, episode two, the, the, the tandem that I have next to me here in the books. Hey, what do you guys, do you guys have a name for yourself yet? I don't know. I feel like we should because we we've worked together before at an event and it was fun. And yeah. And we're starting like a tag team. Yeah. Yeah. The tag team tandem. Tag team tandem. We'll, that is we'll a mouthful. We'll get back to you with a name. Okay. Yeah. You guys come up with. We'll brainstorm. <laughs> yeah. Well, we we'll have to have people come back next week to That's hear true. hear what we say. That's true. But I thought you guys were excellent once again. So we'll have to keep both of you here for the rest of the season. It's I'm official. Honored. It's official. You <sighs> guys I was are going to sign your contracts right now at the end of this episode. It's <laughs> official. You guys are in. You guys are in. Perfect. Good thing with the semester just starting. Yeah. And, uh, now we got what? Two, <laughs> two months to March? Or no, month, six uh, weeks to March. It's, six, we're getting close. Yeah, I think six weeks yeah, to the beginning crunching. of March. And uh, hopefully we're following our basketball teams through some March Madness, maybe Ivy Madness actions. And that would be that would be exciting. Uh, but we want to thank all of our listeners for joining us again this week. This is the Morningside Hoops podcast. You can find us on Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, wherever you find your podcasts. The Morningside Hoops is there. Just be sure to search Columbia Athletics when looking for our podcast. So once again, for Aaliyah Funchell and Matt Sugum, I'm Kyle Matrician. And we don't want to forget Mike Kowalski, who joined us for the men's, men's part of the episode. We will talk to you again next week.